0: And if you enjoy our podcast, please give us feedback by rating us 5-star and share us with others if you think they may benefit from it. On behalf of my team, I thank you for your presence. This episode is about overthinking one of the most common addictions and common reasons for suffering around the globe. I did a session on this subject in the new social media platform, The Clubhouse, and within an hour, statistics showed that I had over 12,000 people in the room. It just shows you how widespread this problem is. I think many of us have given up on commanding this wild horse, which is our thinking mind, and as a result, we are suffering. So in this episode, I will talk about really what is overthinking and unfolding the foundation of it. And also, I offer some tools for working with it. So I hope that it helps you. And I would love to have a conversation with you on this very important subject. And uh, since this platform does not allow it to take place, I would like to invite you to meet me in my Instagram and communicate with me after listening to this episode and let me know what your comments questions objections are on what i have said and what i have um, provided uh, my instagram i think is somewhere in the link but if it's not it's my full name mitra menesh underscore and uh, i don't think it's that difficult to find me love to hear from you let's take a listen together and by that i mean that we just have created this habit of overthinking and now we cannot get out of it. We say um, statements like, I cannot stop thinking, which is inaccurate, but we really do believe that. So it's important to know the kind of overthinking that you're doing. Uh, In summary, one was the one that has a medical and psychological deep reasons, which needs a very specific professional attention. The second one is rumination, which is thinking about one thing over and over again. And the third one is the general or uh, incessant kind of thinking that is just has become a habit and we just don't know how to work with that. And these are so the first step is to really identify what what kind of overthinking you have and uh, what you need to do because uh, they have different kinds of um, um, ad- addressing mechanism, and you need different tools for them. So why do we do overthinking to begin with? We do overthinking because we are mainly living in the fear land. We are worried. We're not in the moment. We are not in a, what I call, thriving mode. We are in the survival mode. We think there is a danger either right here, right now, or will be, and we just need to be on guard all the time. And what is fascinating is that we think that overthinking will solve the problem. It's a, this is very important part of the whole discussion that I'm going to have, and that is to know that the problem that has been created at a rational thinking mind level can never, and I'm using a very strong word here and I'm careful with my words, it can never be solved at the same level. As you know, this is a famous statement of, um, Einstein, that uh, he said that problems need to be solved at a higher level of consciousness, and I'm butchering his words, at the level that they were created on. So if my problem, usually it's an imaginary problem, do you know why? Because it is either has not happened and it's going to happen, I'm imagining that it's going to happen, so it's illusionary, it's not factual. Or if it has happened, I'm only remembering the aspects of it that I remember and uh, it never is accurate and it doesn't exist anymore anyways, It, it has passed. So it is illusionary and it has been created in my mind and now I have believed that to be a problem and now I want to solve it at the very same level, which was thinking level, uh, and it's a frightened thinking level that it was created at. So it's important to know that in order for you to be able to work with your overthinking, you need to go to what I call a higher kind of um, view of your life and and how you're operating in your life. And the second thing is to know that when you focus on the past and the future, there is no way that you can actually get out of your overthinking habit because that those are the homes of overthinking because there's nothing else to do, basically. The future hasn't arrived, so I cannot take any actions. I cannot make tomorrow's meeting happen exactly the same way I want it to happen. That's an impossibility, and there's nothing I can do to change the past that has not taken place uh, in in the present moment. It has already gone and it doesn't exist anymore, basically. So these are the problems that, that overthinking brings. And the other one is that that feeling of stuckness. We feel stuck and there is really not much we can do. What do we do when we're overthinking? There are three things generally we do. And that is first, we deny it. So we say that that's not true. Like everybody does it. It's not a problem. And, uh, I don't really over, I mean, I'm, it's my habit. We really deny that there is a problem or we glorify it. If I tell you how many people, very intelligent people I have coached that are almost proud of it, they say, yeah, I'm an overthinker. Uh huh. It's like, oh, that's so great. That's why I'm, I'm successful. I'm an overthinker or we actually accept it as a condition that we have and we say basically there is nothing we can do about it. None of these three unhealthy ways of looking at overthinking are helpful really to really work with them. We need to understand that most of the time we are safe. I'm not saying there is never a danger, but most of the time uh, we are safe and we are really making an illusionary fear that doesn't allow us to be in the present moment. And uh, secondly, we are able to actually be in the moment, and one of the ways we can be in the moment is to connect with the sensations of our own body and or our breath, anything that is tangible and can bring us to this moment. I usually ask people to actually Um, You know, just start looking or feeling a part of their body, like the hands are the best one, putting your hand, your right hand, and I want to invite everybody to do that, on top of your head, almost like as if you're holding your head from above. And just, just notice that as you do that. And connect your breathing to this, holding your head from above with your right hand if that feels comfortable or left if you are left-handed and holding your face down a little bit. And use your other hand and put it on your heart. And this actually settles your body and allows you to connect to your body. And just see if you can feel the sensation of touch, touching your hand, on top of your head and touching your other hand on your heart. And just feel that connection with yourself that usually settles down the fact that you are not in this moment. All right. So let's take a deep breath together and I want you to now Listen to the tools that might be helpful for you to actually work with your overthinking. We realize that whatever it is, whatever the reasons are, most of the time are illusionary. But the most important what I have said so far is that you do have a choice. When we are in survival mode, we really do not see a choice for ourselves. We believe that we need to do what we have done in the past. And even though it has never worked and it doesn't make sense to a logical, intelligent mind, we keep doing the same thing, hoping that one day it will really produce a different result. You do have a choice and you can't command your mind, your thinking, rational mind. What we have done is we have given up on commanding it. We have really said, that's okay, do as you wish. If you are here from the business perspective, it's almost like having a company, having a large business, an important company, and leaving the whole operation to only one of the staff, one, out of all the people and all the talents that you have, and really giving up your own power. An intelligent owner, CEO will never do that. But we do that almost on a daily basis with our own mind. We give up our powers. Your mind, your thinking, rational mind, is supposed to be at your service. And it was never, ever meant to be the other way around. We have become its servant, and now we are suffering as a result. So that sounds great philosophically, Mitra. What do I do? So let me give you some tools. The first thing I want you to know is the awareness and existence of this overthinking mind and the identification of which part, which kind you're doing. Does this really require medical attention? Which sometimes it does. So that's a different idea. Or am I just Um, overthinking about one thing that it happens every now and then it's not all the time it's just one thing or is it something that has become an old habit for me and I'm doing it all the time so just exploring that there are opportunities in this overthinking of growth for you not seeing it as a disease not unless it is a disease not seeing it as a problem that you don't know what to do Seeing it, oh, that's great. I just noticed that I am overthinking. So awareness is the first step. The second thing you can do is to really turn this unlimited, not really in your command kind of overthinking and turn it into a scheduled, it's a very important word, reflection kind of session for yourself. because. It is important that we think about things at times. Of course, if we didn't think about them, we wouldn't be able to make decision, to have desertion and, and things like that. But when when we're overthinking, it is not in our command and it's not in control. So what you do is you give it a time. You say for the next hour, literally an, an appointment, as if I had an appointment with a professional or I had a client. So from... 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., I say, I'm going to do this. And I really highly recommend that you uh, have an alarm that will tell you when your time is up and really respect that, that time and that time frame for yourself. So schedule a time for thinking and see if you can turn it into reflection. And the question is, so what is the difference between reflection and overthinking? A reflection's agenda is, tell me what I can learn from this. The agenda of overthinking in, in a fearful way is to just make the problem bigger. Oh my God, let me panic more. Let me think, let me think. It's a, it has a sense of desperation around it. But contemplation says, let me see. Is there any opportunity for me? Is there anything to learn? What does this tell me? Oh, what a great question. I wonder, what does my overthinking tell me? And sometimes it could be something very, very doable. It could be the fact, say I was overthinking about uh, this session today, right? And so if I turn it into contemplation and gave it a scheduled, very, very contained schedule, to think about it, it could be the fact that I haven't prepared. So it could be simple as that. I need to prepare more and give some structure to what I want to talk about. It could be something like that. Or maybe it could be the fact that this is not a a proper platform for me. Or maybe this is not a subject I should be talking about. So it could be something very practical. But because I'm just running and I'm in fear land, I can't even see the lessons, the wisdom, the insights that might be living within the very thing that I'm worrying about. So that's the difference between contemplation and overthinking. Contemplation allows room for growth, allows room for exchange of the experience and, and how I'm feeling. I wonder what that tells me. I wonder what is the wise action to take I wonder what are the things I can learn from this uh, overthinking experience. So that's the second step. And the third tool that I want to give you is turning your why into how. So when we're overthinking normally, there are two things we're answering, two questions that we're asking. What happened and why it happened and usually it's why it happened to me <laughs> or why it didn't happen to me if, if you're uh, you know, envious of somebody. So it's there is a why that is very strong in it. And normally the why is hard to find and that's why you just go what they call looping sort of experience. You keep asking the wrong question and you keep getting deeper and deeper into a place that there is really not much answer for it. So my suggestion to you is that you change your why into how. If I asked, how can I fill in the blank? How can I learn from this? How can I uh, address this? How can I grow through this? How can I? How is always a more empowering kind of a question than why and what. Of course, we want to know what happened all the time. That's a common question all the time. But then you need to jump from what to how. How can I learn from this is a very good question for you to ask. So in summary, I want to just tell you the tools that I gave you are one is awareness of where you're at with it and when it's happening and seeing it. As an opportunity, and seeing yourself as having a choice in this matter, and letting go of the statement that says, I couldn't stop thinking about it, because that's not an accurate statement. And two was really turning your unlimited, boundaryless overthinking into reflective and um, into contemplative, scheduled kind. Of an experience. And the third one is to change your question of why this happened into how I can benefit from it and grow through it. Hope this episode answered the question or two for you or provoked and inspired questions in you. I'm so grateful you showed up and listened up. Until the next time, be well and stay curious.